Welcome to another episode of Yesterday's Capers. I'm Abdullah Molim, and every week I'll be bringing you the very best shows from the past that the world has to offer. This week, we've got a sports theme for you as we put the Highland Globetrotters cartoon up against the greatest football team ever, the Hurricanes. That's right, Storm Time's coming to you today. And we take a special look at Pro Stars, starring three of the biggest and iconic sports stars to ever come from North America. Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson and Wayne Gretzky. And without further ado, let's get started. Joining me as ever, it's uh, producer Paul. Hey man, how's it going? Very well, thanks. Very well, thanks. I'm feeling a lot better. Yeah, you were in a bad way last week. <laughs> it, it, it got worse when, once we stopped recording. Oh, really? And it was just, I had to go home in the fetal position, like, make it stop. <laughs> you were out for quite a while as well, right? About a few days, best, yeah. Best like, part of a week. Not, not eating any foods or nothing. Wow. But once I got my appetite back, woo-wee. <laughs> It was crazy. Just eating anything and everything. Oh, that looks good. I love that. That looks good. I love that. We're going to start with the Harlem Globetrotters now. And uh, we're going to go all the way back to September 1970. And uh, some of the things happening, you had the Soviet space probe Luna 16 landing on Earth after the first unmanned round trip to the moon. Gary Muharek, I don't even say that right. He wins the first New York marathon. I can't believe that 1970 would be the first ever year for the New York marathon. Maybe that was when the pollution levels would allow people to do marathons around New York. New York's not that polluted. Come on, man. It's one of the like the most like densely populated areas in the world, isn't it? Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's polluted. All right. I mean, when when uh, I when uh, I was there, it was didn't feel like it was heavily. Polluted. If I was going to choose anywhere to do a marathon, it would not be in New York. I'd choose London over New York. Abdul Razak bin Hussein becomes the premier of Malaysia. Five Easy Pieces was in the cinemas, and The Tears of a Clown by Smokey Robinson and the Miracles, number one. That's a cracky tune. That is. That's a. Love a bit of Smokey Robinson. And uh, that's, that brings us to the Harlem Globetrotters. Now, if you wanted to make a cartoon of one of the most iconic sports franchises, who, what duo would you call and ask them to make a cartoon? You'd get Hannah I mean, and Barbera, obviously. And that's what happened. It was a Hanna-Barbera CBS Productions and it was an animated version of the Harlem Globetrotters. And uh, fun fact about this was that it came out on the same day as Josie and the Pussycats. So no matter what we do, we just can't escape Josie and the Pussycats. I feel like you found one of your most favourite all-time cartoons whilst... Doing yesterday's capers with Josie and the Pussycats. I think you've, I think you've mentioned I it mean, every t- every time we've. It's not my fault that <laughs> every week since we did that Hannah show, and Barbera did that, and <laughs> they happened to be airing on the same day because it was quite a landmark as well. Because obviously, with Josie and the Pussycats, you had the first African American woman to be on a, a main cartoon, 
And obviously with the Harlem Globetrotters cartoon, it was a predominantly black cast. So uh, did you notice it in the um the white the white woman, the the nanny. Granny. Yeah, Granny. She was um I'm not sure well, she looks exactly like the grandma from um Hundred and One Dalmatians. The cartoon yes. version. Yes. I mean, she's got. I th- th- you know what I thought you were going to say? I thought you were going to try and compare it to another Hanra Barbera cartoon and be like, yep, they're all exactly the same. Harlem Globetrotters is the same as the Flintstones or. <laughs> no, or, but I, or, or when something. I did. When I watched it, I did. Because obviously, we, we only did the Hanra Bar- Barbera special last week, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought that. Um, and I was thinking. I forgot all about Harlem Globetrotters being on the list. Yeah. And then when it came on, I was like. That dog reminds me of a Hanna and Barbera dog. <laughs> and, and I wrote it. It's one of my, literally my, the first. I'm just holding up my my um, my notes, and the first note I've re- written was H and B dog. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, go on. No, yeah. Um, so I think it'd be best to just uh, quickly go over the uh, the Han- I mean, well, Harlem Globetrotters. I mean, they're uh, an American exhibition basketball team. They were founded initially, I think, in Chicago in the 1920s. And so they wanted to call it the Harlem Globetrotters because I think Harlem was like a traditionally black area. And the team's obviously made up of, of black players. They have like a athleticism, theater and comedy in their style of play. They've played more than 26,000 exhibition games in 124 countries. They've got a anthropomorphic anthropomorphized globe called Globy and they play 450 live events worldwide they have a signature signature song called uh, The Sweet Georgia Brown the Brother Bones whistled version as you can hear in the background honourable members of the Harlem Globetrotters include Bob Hope Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Whoopi Goldberg and Nelson Mandela some of the uh, the famous players of all time include Wilt Chamberlain, Goose Tatum, Meadowlark Lemon, Herbert Geese Orsby. And uh, actually Meadowlark Lemon was in the uh, the cartoon version. And uh, I don't know, like with, with the Harlem Globetrotters, it's like it's something that's very, very iconic. It's very uh, symbolic in like popular culture. So where, always, where's Harlem? Is that actual Harlem's place? Harlem's in New York, yeah. So it's, yes, that's uh, what I thought was in New York, but you said it's in Chicago that's based. No, that, that's where they initially um, founded. So why would you... But they, but they weren't called the Harlem Globetrotters They were called then. the Chicago Globetrotters. Oh, and then okay. I think they changed the name to Harlem. Harlem is um, in the Manhattan borough. Yeah, that's where I thought right it was. on the uh, the top of the that area. Because when you were saying it, then I was like, yeah. damn, my geography is way off. <laughs> Harlem is amazing, though. I fell in love with it really such an incredible like full of culture full of life there's just so much to see so much like character it was was awesome i really really loved it i mean with the with the the harlem globetrotters um it's funny because all i just remember is uh the simpsons where crusty he bets against the harlem globetrotters because i think he was in financial trouble and then he's manager's like so wait so let me get straight you bet your entire name and franchise against the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> and he's like, I thought the generals would do. And you got like the guy spinning the ball. And he's like, he's spinning the yeah. ball. Take it, take it, take it. 
and he loses all his money because Harlem Globetrotters end up winning. It's just, it's one of my favorite Simpson scenes ever. It's just, just brilliant. I love. It. He's like, he's spitting a ball. Take it, take it, take it. Ah, he ends up losing all his money. It's just absolutely brilliant. And uh, well, the the actual uh, cartoon was uh, basically the team travels somewhere for a match. And then they typically get involved in a local conflict of some sort. And it either ends with them saving the day or they just propose a basketball game to to settle the issue. And uh, yeah, as I was saying before, it was the uh, the first Saturday morning cartoon to feature a predominantly African-American cast. And obviously with Hannah and Barbera, they tended to use the laugh track, which is what I wanted to say last time. With uh, with most Hanover Barbera cartoons, they'll have like a laugh track in the background where it's like, oh, someone says like a really lame joke or whatever. <laughs> and I think with Hanover Barbera, they have a very set laugh track. They have their yeah. own one that they kind of did on on their own kind of backs. Maybe it's also worth mentioning about, because we've also in the past on this podcast given them a bit of like flack for being a bit racist in some of their... Um, earlier cartoons, right? yeah, yeah, and obviously now they're 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 featuring cartoons with predominantly, like you said, African American, yeah. Cast. But remember with the Josie Puthicats, their idea was to have an all white girl group. They had no interest in Valerie, and it was only the makes of Josie Puthicats that said, "You either keep Valerie, or we'll take our business elsewhere." And that was when they went, "I dang." We're going to use this one, all right, kind of reluctantly. But um, yeah, with um, with this cartoon, yeah, it was, like I said, it's the Harlem Globetrotters. It's predominantly black cast. I mean, maybe this cartoon won't look out of place when we uh, do the Black History Month once again in February. But um, no, it was, yeah, like I said, it was, yeah, it's a good thing that they did that. Did you actually know anything about the Harlem Globetrotters? No, I thought they were a, what did I think they were? I didn't even know they were a basketball team. I thought they were like a um, football team or something like that. Mm. Um, and I, I can't. Obviously, I knew the term Harlem Globetrotters. I think everyone knows. Yeah. Right. Um, did I know it wasn't interchangeable and it was an actual thing? No. I mean, even now, you said they're a, they're a um, uh, what's it called? A, a exhibitionist team. Yeah. Not an actual like kind of no, NBA no, they're team. Not, they're not in, like, in the NBA or anything. Yeah. Like yeah. That. Exactly. So I didn't even know that now until you told me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like their whole kind of deal I can see is them on the thing they, doing all the tricks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like they'll do tricks, flicks, what have yeah. you, and just mess about and uh, just yeah, have a good time and everything. I uh, I, I once knew someone who played for the Harlem Globetrotters. Really? Yeah, can't remember his name. <laughs> Sorry. To yeah, this was this is when I was living in Egypt, and he was playing uh, in one of the Egyptian basketball leagues, and he was like, "Yeah, I used to play for the Harlem Globetrotters for a little bit." Wow. I was like, yeah, that's really cool. So that's maybe it was a case of he's, you know, really good with like tricks and flicks and flamboyant and So it's like kind of circus. Like, yeah, that's what it is. It's yeah. The end like if the NBA had a circus, that would be kind of it. Yeah, and it it, it is basically that. And uh so with the uh, the cartoon, some of the uh, the players that they actually featured, as I said, George Medolart Lemon, Freddie, Curly, Neil. Herbert Geese Orsby, J.C. Gibson or Gip, Bobby Joe Mason and Paul Pablo 
Robertson. And obviously they had Granny, who was like the bus driver and manager. And the dog mascot, Dribbles, who, as you were saying, is a typical Hanna and Barbera dog in the sense that he's very in tune with what's going on. And if things don't go his way, he's going to go into his feelings like every other creature in <laughs> Hanna Barbera cartoons. And yeah, they, they they tend to be part of the piece when when it's all coming down to it and they've got to try and save the day, then it's always going to be the animals in uh, the Hanna Barbera piece. But as I was saying, if you wanted to make a, a cartoon about the Harlem Globetrotters, why not get Hanna Barbera on the case? I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have picked many other people to do it, right? Well, at the time... They weren't. Well, they put everyone else out of business, so it has to be yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you want to talk about episodes that you watched? Yeah, I mean, the first thing I wrote, apart from the H&B dog, was, uh, do you remember that thing? It was like, sorry to this man. Oh, yeah. I was like that. I was like, I don't know any of these guys. <laughs> um, and it kind of felt very American. Like, do you know uh, the Rocky films? Yeah. So do you remember in Rocky 1 where Apollo Creed comes out and it's all American, he's got the top hat yeah, and the shorts. Yeah. And that's the first thing I thought when I saw the theme tune, you know, the, the kind of opening title sequence. Mm. I was like, this is like the most American thing ever. <laughs> um, and I think, I think I watched the pilot. Uh, was it, what's it called? Uh, Great Geese Goof Up. Yeah, I watched that too. Yeah, so I think I watched that one first. Uh, and it was one where the bus gets a flat tyre because uh, one of the guys does something. Yeah, and then he kind of lifts the bus up and he puts it down and it breaks his where well, he sprains his wrist and then he goes to the hospital and they get caught up in this kind of elaborate jewelry theft. <laughs> some guy rents a kangaroo yeah. from yeah. some guy and does a theft with it and then he gets the kangaroo back and then he's in the hospital for some reason and then oh because um he was um I think they were trying to replace the tires yeah yeah and then his hand yeah, he hurts his flattened. wrist yeah but then he gets like. In typical cartoon style, it turns into an accordion. <laughs> yeah. That is so cartoonish when the hand just gets flattened and then we open up and go, broom, 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 yeah, that's, broom. That's two, <laughs> two gags I love is when they get squashed and then yeah, they get and an accordion. Then, yeah. Also, when they get hit by a piano and they come out and their teeth are the keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's great fun, man. Um, yeah, and then uh, it ends up that they managed to foil the plan by uh, playing basketball. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and all the white people that are playing basketball are rubbish. The generals. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the generals. I was like, oh god, this is great. It was the generals, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and um, they definitely weren't due then. No, and it's oh, hang on, uh, yeah, and that's that was the first episode I watched. <laughs> yeah, I, I watched that that episode too. I mean, they were they they had the laugh track, even though it wasn't really funny. Which uh, yeah, it was quite a slow did, episode. Uh, yeah, did uh, did get on my nerves. Um, I've got football zeros, so uh, a charity football game gets cancelled, and uh, the Globetrotters have to fill in for the missing team, and they get flattened by their opponents, who are the Mashers, and then they start to use their basketball trickery and they end up saving the day. Yay! Woo! It's, it's kind of very, they're very kind of linear episodes, right? They're not, there's no like, there's not really many, not much of a twist. No. To it. It's very, yeah, it's very, it's very straightforward. It's very to the point. Like, yeah. they start off with the intro bit. 
Intro bit, inciting incident, solution, like... Yeah, pretty, pretty much, yeah. And in Transylvania, as you do in cartoons, you go to Transylvania, they, they go to a mad scientist's laboratory, and he's building, this mad scientist is building a basketball team full of robots, and they he manages to sweep Gip's mind with that of the mechanical men, and so they're trying to get Gip to uh, snap out of it, and I think they end up playing the... The robots, and obviously, as they do, they win. Yeah. Did you did you notice when you were looking through the episodes? There's quite a lot of mashups they did. What do you mean with the Globetrotters? So I watched a three just a three minute clip of the Globetrotters making an appearance in a Scooby Doo episode. Oh, okay. Well, that's normal, isn't it? Yeah, but they also did a Snow White episode. Did you watch that one? They did a Snow White episode. They did a Snow White episode, and I watched... Uh, oh, you better tell me about that one, then. So, basically, they did a post-Snow White set episode, right? So, it's kind of a bit weird. So, basically, Snow, the, the, queen, the evil queen in Snow White is still the evil queen, right? Okay. And Snow White is living with the dwarfs, and she's, but she's been poisoned. She's been woken up, and bloody, bloody, blah. It's kind of post-all that... The Globetrotters, for some reason, are playing in this kind of exhibition match. In her, she's like kind of like ordered them as like a little, I want to watch you play kind of thing. So they come, to, and she, the Queen, ends up copping an unfortunate one where she gets hit with a bucket of water, and she gets mad and she basically sentences them to death. And she, they basically escape from this castle, and and she's still doing the whole mirror mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all, and then. They were like, oh yeah, Mira's like, oh, by the way, Snow White's kind of still living around here. She's <laughs> she's still kind of the one. And they get to the, um, they they stumble upon this cottage and they kind of knock on the door and said, like, oh, we need some help sort of thing. We don't know where we are. And little girl's voice, the woman's voice behind the thing is like, oh, I can't open a door. I'm not allowed sort of thing. And it's like Snow White. And they they kind of managed to she lets them in and they're kind of like there's a oh I'll make you some lunch and it's kind of like a dwarf's lunch so it's really small sausages and stuff like that and it's tiny kind of really tiny food and obviously basketball players are kind of known to, for being very tall very big right so yeah, they kind of just yeah, crouched yeah. over this tiny little <laughs> <laughs> little thing um, and then the 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 witch no it's not the witch the queen lady she decides right so last time it wasn't a very good potion. So I'm going to make an everlasting sleep potion now. And I'm going to put it on these apples again, try and poison her. She rocks up to this cottage, ends up giving the, um, tricking the woman, tricking Snow White to take another apple. She goes down, falls asleep. And then this, this is where it gets a bit weird. So the prince kind of rocks up to the house. And it's not already weird now. It's, it's a bit weird anyway, but he rocks up to this house and the prince goes, hello. She looks all right. <laughs> She's asleep on the bed. And he just like looks through the window. She's like, "Hello." She looks all right. I'm gonna go and knock on the door and see if if I can like kind of whatever. Yeah, you know. yeah. Knocks on the door and he's like, "No, you can't. You kind of can't come in." He goes, "Oh yeah, but I'm a prince, so it's kind of fine." And they're like, "Cause then they're like, oh, we need a prince to kiss her and things." But he's wearing his peasant things because he's trying to just you know, as the royals do, just kind of yeah, mix with the um the commoners like you know Prince Harry's doing at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um so she's she's asleep and they don't believe him he's a prince so he goes back and gets his 
robes, but meets the queen on the way. She turns into a frog. I have a question. Go on. Where the Harlem Globetrotters at? They're still in the cottage, in the Snow White's cottage. They're looking after Snow White while she's poorly. Oh, so they're meant to be the seven dwarves. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, I didn't even think about that. I thought, why aren't the seven dwarves in it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah I guess so but I mean she was like because they were out I guess she didn't want to answer the door and they just kind of came in and then they end up looking after which I thought was a bit weird but yeah now you said it like that it's probably a bit um, anyway they all live happily ever after and it's kind of a oh and the queen so it ends up that the prince um kisses Snow White so she wakes up and then she was like oh thank you for all kisses him he turns into a prince right then they move to move together into another kingdom right mm-hmm. so they're kind of together now so and then the queen's happy because she's saying who's the fairest who, who's the fairest in the land and she is because the snow white's gone to another land if you see what i mean because he's not the prince of that kingdom he's a prince of another kingdom so she's happy snow white's happy the prince is happy oh, okay yeah and a globe globe harlem globetrotters so are this is just an episode of snow white that just happened to have the harlem globetrotters in it. yeah and they saved today the because they're basketball players <laughs> that is it was really random but when I saw it on the that list that is I was the like, most random thing I think I've ever heard on this podcast I mean I couldn't help but watch it though I was like this is <laughs> this would be quite interesting oh uh, and uh, yeah the last episode I've got here is the the great ouch doors so they're basically taking some kids from a youth centre to a camping trip and they basically encounter a runaway circus lion and they find that the circus lion is with circus performers and then they end up having their basketball match with a bunch of circus clowns or circus people, whatever, whatever they, uh, whatever they want to be called. So that was uh, another, another fun episode of the Harlem Globetrotters. Now, well, did you actually like this cartoon? Um, not really, to be honest. <laughs> Um, I, I think they only ran for like two seasons anyway they, or even that like the one season I think they didn't go long I think it was like a couple of things really I mean I'm not a basketball fan in as much I don't follow basketball I think it's a cool sport but I don't follow it uh, didn't really know much about the Globetrotters so kind of couldn't connect there very American couldn't connect there so for, yeah. for me it was just a bit like a little bit um it was all right. Yeah, I, I mean, I, say, I would definitely say, wouldn't say it was a bad cartoon because it no, really wasn't. It wasn't. No, uh, it was very straightforward. No, especially when I learned it's Hanna Barbera. Surprised it wasn't a twist because they love their little twisty like. And I wouldn't have would have got away with yeah. it if it wasn't. You know, in the wacky races, and you know they have a, like a kind of like who's going to win it. You don't know. Yeah, yeah. But it's very straightforward. It is. It's it, yeah. I mean, I again, like I said, I wasn't particularly crazy about it, but I. Yeah, it was it was okay. It was it was just there, wasn't it? It's, yeah, no. One of those it was just there. Yeah. All right. So the hurricanes now, and we're going back to September nineteen ninety three, September again, and uh, some of the other things happening. You had the Israeli Prime Minister of Foreign Affairs Shimon Peres and PLO official Mahmoud Abbas signing the Oslo One Peace Accord. Canadian software specialist Peter Dejega publishes in Computer World, which is a US weekly magazine, 
an article which is the first known reference to Y2K, which if you remember in 1999, there was a whole big thing about, oh, the year 2000, Y2K, the bug, whatever. The oh, millennium. the millennium bug. Yeah. So that was where that initially came from. Fortress was in the cinemas and Dream Lover by Mariah Carey was uh, number one in the charts. I didn't know this song, so there you go. The Hurricanes. So this was an animated series produced by Deke Entertainment and Scottish Television Enterprises and Serial Productions. See, now that annoyed me even more because if it was a Scottish made program, then surely they've got to have got someone to do the voice for Jock Stone, the manager. Instead of getting some fake Scottish accent. Do you know what? Uh, this is like a this is a kind of argument about cultural appropriation, isn't it? In a way, yeah. We'll get to cultural appropriation actually with some of the characters, which uh, was rather disturbing. But yeah, um, like I said, this was a uh, a cartoon all about a fictional football team, which was headed up by Amanda Carey because it was given to her by her father who went missing in a plane accident and we don't know what happened to him. I think it was in the, initially it was called the Hispanola Hurricanes, but I think it just ended up being called the, uh, the Hurricanes. Now, this is one of those cartoons where it had quite a, a cult following, but it never really, I mean, it never really went, never really did the numbers or never really did the, uh, yeah, it just it it was it was it was a good cartoon, but it wouldn't be remembered as like an iconic cartoon. Yeah, I mean, that's what they might think. But me, I as a kid, I was obsessed with the Hurricanes. I had Hurricane merch. I had everything to do with the Hurricanes. It was it was just my thing. Like I, every Fridays on CITV, I would always look forward to it even when i'm at school be like oh i can't wait to go home so i can watch the hurricanes was that my thing to look forward to on a, how old were you when it came out because i don't remember it three so about five five or six yeah yeah but i like and it ran forever it ran for like five seasons so really yeah so it, See, I, it's one of the cartoons i do not remember no, I, I remember that. Especially on a Friday with CITV, because they were like smashing it, man. Yeah, so like, it used to come on everything. just before Funhouse. Oh my God. So like See, four o'clock on CITV. So yeah. my school finished at 3.15, yeah, which means I would have been in front of the TV by 3.30. Yeah. And because we used to, where we used to live, we used to live literally opposite the school. <laughs> straight in. Yeah, it literally used to just be straight in. Bowl of cereal. CITV, yeah. Or 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 chocolate or crisps, <laughs> packet crisps. Yeah, that would be my thing for me. But no, it just, yeah, that used to just be like the hurricanes. Oh, man. I, I yeah. I, I'm, I'm out. You say something, go on. I'm. Um, so, like I said, I didn't know anything about this show. Um, and I thought when it first came on, I was like, what? the hell is this the world league well sounds like some weird um the world soccer league yeah the world soccer league and it's like oh what is it supposed to be like a champions league or is it supposed to be like a world cup is it supposed to be i don't know well because obviously and then it, it seems was, like world league and there's only yeah. two teams in it 
it's like it's basically the goodies and the baddies and that's that's, that's all they play yeah but um what was i gonna say um because it was american there was a lot of american influence with it i think it kind of got convoluted it kind of got muddled up with what they had their idea of soccer yeah, that's one thing I, I wrote down on my notes was that do you know the the commentator's American yeah. for the uh, football, right? Yeah, and he kept, and he keeps rhyming. <sighs> yeah, and I was like, Americans should be banned. And this is controversial, right? Americans should be banned from commentating on football because they're not good at it. Just until we can figure out <laughs> what the hell is going on. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, I was like, nah, man, it's got to be English commentators surely or like latin american it's like pro evolution we used to put the spanish commentators on do you know you can do that on is it amazon football you can do that you can change your commentators to different languages i think so yeah um yeah something something like that um but yeah, some of the uh, the characters of the Hurricane, as I was saying, Amanda Carey, she's the uh, teenage owner of the Hurricanes. She inherited it from her father. She's very hands-on and involved with the management of her team. And she obviously loves and cares for the Hurricanes. Jock Stone is the uh, no-nonsense Scottish head coach. Is he meant to be Alex Ferguson? He's meant to be Jock Steen. Who's like a famous Celtic manager? Oh, really? That was what he was kind of based on. But, uh, I was gonna um, Jock, Jock Stone. It was like if it was Scottish made, then why would you just not get a genuine Scottish voice actor? Yeah. To just do it, like I, I feel like with cartoons of the past, I feel like they're incredibly lazy because it's like instead of just getting someone going, I, I'm Jock Stone. I'm Scottish. Oh, come on, lads. Let's play some FIPA, you know, or, or whatever. It's just like, get someone genuine and authentic. Fun. The crazy thing is that they're probably a lot cheaper than what you're paying these so-called professional voice actors yeah. who don't know how to do a Scottish accent. And like, could you not literally get someone Scottish to do it? And... uh you got Cal, who's the uh, the team captain from the United States, which I, d- I didn't know that football was such a big thing in the United States that they would have someone be the captain and be so involved. And you're thinking, oh, why the hell isn't soccer such a big thing then in America? It's not a getting... big thing, is it? I mean, I can only name you one American football player. Oh, go on. Brad Friedel. <laughs> It's the only one I know. Oh, brilliant. Was that right, though? Yes, of course it's right. Yeah. But um, no, there was, um, yeah, it was... Because you remember, remember the Mike and Angelo episode where Mike goes to America to pursue a career in football? Football, yeah. It didn't make sense. Maybe he went to join the Hurricanes. And then you got Plato Quinones, who was the Brazilian guy in the team and he's often seen barefooted which oh, I was, I was going to mention that when, when I saw them running onto the pitch one of them had no boots on I was like why? I don't understand that <laughs> I don't get it and he's Brazilian which you'd think he'd be really really good at football I mean some of the best footballers in the world have come from Brazil right? Well, yeah and it's like why is he barefooted what's, what's that all about? I didn't 
get that. Okay. And then you had Napper Thompson, who was meant to be like this Cockney guy who's got the worst Cockney accent ever. Is that, I don't know, was it Dick Van Dyke doing the voice there? Um, what you doing, mate? You all right, mate? Got problem, Mary Poppins. Oh. Step in line, step in line, step in line. And then you got the German twins, Helmut and George Beethoven, who are always at loggerheads with each other. But obviously, they always, you know, make up at the end and they end up being the like the best for the team. Then you got the uh, the right sided midfielder called Stats or Hero. He's Japanese. He's the smallest and the most agile members of the squad. Very mechanically inclined. Very intelligent. Then you got Dino Allegro, who's the Italian goalie of the team. He's got a picture of his brother, which he keeps in a bag as a lucky charm. You got the Jamaican football player called Oliver Marley, or he's known as Rude because he's got a, a bit of a, an attitude on him. Then you've got Georgie Wright, who is another English footballer who calls the coin toss at the start of every match. Then you've got Papillon, who's the French striker. He's got an eye for the ladies, and he possesses a suave personality. Then you've got Toro Contras, who's the bulky Spanish centre-back, who is slightly overconfident. And... You got the team physician who is Andy Stone. He's the son of Jock. And then the main villain of the show is Stavros Garkos. And then their two best players of the Garkos Gorgons is Win Smythe and Genghis Khan. <laughs> and yeah, I just noticed that now. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, they always um up to no good they're always messing about and whatever and they've got the team mascot as well i can't see the the name of the dog anywhere but there's always a little dog running about in the team ah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter um so you want to talk about episodes of the hurricanes that you watched um yeah so i watched a grand total of three that's quite a lot um i watched a blood match is that the first episode Blood match. Family feud. It's back, oh, no, I didn't watch Family Feud. No, so this one's about a match, basically kind of about match fixing. Oh. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So Dino gets a lucky charm, but he gets sold. So he, the, the, oh, the goalkeeper, by the way, I thought reminded me of, do you know the Colombian goalkeeper from back in the day? He used to do the scorpion oh, kicks. Oh, yeah, he did the scorpion kick, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, kind of, he was kind of showing off like that. <laughs> um, and anyway, so someone steals the photograph. Right. And he needs to get it back because he's rubbish without it. Um, and there was kind of this big, the baddies take it to their lair and then they have to find a way to get it back. Then the plan fails and he ends up, the baddie was like, right, you tried to steal it back. So I'm going to rip it up and he rips it up and the photo has gone. So the, I forgot her name again. The, I just called her boss girl because I couldn't remember her name. Amanda. Amanda goes all the way to Brazil to get... There ended up being a story where it's his brother and then his brother saved him, but his brother fell and hurt his leg and that's why he's got a photograph of him. Oh, okay. So that's the story of... Yeah, that's got, kind of the Dino back... Dino Allegro. Yeah, because it, it was like his brother fell off a through a building after yeah. saving his brother... After saving Dino from that building. And, and they're like, oh my God, did he die? He's like, no, nah, he didn't die. 
He's, but he's hurt himself and he can't play football anymore. Um, so she ended up going to Brazil to find him, to take a picture, to bring it back. And he said, no, I'll do one better. I'll come and watch you play sort of thing. So he ends up coming on and it's all good and they all win. Um, then I watched The Relegator, which is from, uh, I think it's from a latter series, where a robot football player from the future comes back to win the first game that the baddie, oh, what's his name again? Pathros, Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, anyway. Yeah. Um, Stavros Garkos. Stavros Garkos bet all of his fortune on this match and lost, which is why he's so bitter in the uh, first place. The Hurricanes. And it, the robot from the future comes back, and what does that remind you of? Robot from the future comes back to stop something happening. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, so anyway, it basically, it's te- the, the, robot Terminator. Comes, the robot comes back and it turns into the Terminator. The whole, I'll be back. Oh, but hang on. Let me just like sort of preface this as to say it's a dream from one of the football players. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the, 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 the one from the, the robot comes and then the, they end up beating him and the robots can't believe he's so good. So then he tries to kill Amanda and then Amanda kills the robot. It ends exactly, the robot dies exactly the same way as the guy dies in, Terminator 2, <laughs> um, I think. Terminator 1, he gets squashed, right? Something Terminator like that, 2, he gets yeah. in the melting pot. Uh, but then the guy wakes up and it doesn't matter that that all happened. Then I watched one called The Phantom Fan, which was brilliant. It's a three-parter on YouTube. Uh, There's one... Uh, the uh, it, He didn't call it... In, it's basically... They made up two places in Scotland. One's called Inverness. One's called Inverness, and one's called something else. And there's a mix between the two. Um, and that was where Edward Clyde probably isn't it? Yeah. So that's where the coach was from, right? And that was. Oh my god! Just, just say he's from a real place in Scotland. You don't have to make it up. Yeah, no one's going to heard of it anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and then. Anyway, so the, the the place where he grew up and the stuff, the the stadium's going to go get sold, and who the the buyer is the Stavros guy, and they were like, "Oh, I need to stop that happening." So the Hurricanes go and play a charity football match there, um, and there's a phantom fan, and the people try and it's kind of a ghost story about this this guy that the weather was so bad and they didn't cancel the match, and there's one supporter that came to the crowd and he died of frostbite or froze to death or whatever. Uh, and anyway, so the baddies try and rip up the pitch so that they can't play the match, so they have to sell the stadium and the guy gets the stadium and is going to build, turn it into a museum. Uh, they end up tricking the bad people thinking that there's more ghosts in there than they think and basically it's all then dressed up in like, um, with like dressed all in black but with like white gloves on so that they can pretend to be like just hands in the crowd. Do you know how like Zap yeah, was yeah. when he used to do that, um, making oh, the things? Handyman. Yeah, and he used to like yeah, cut yeah, the yeah. things. Anyway, yeah. um, they ended up winning the... Mo- so they ended up playing the charity football match and saving the day and everything else. That was it. That was my three episodes. Um, I watched quite a few. So I watched an episode, Family Feud. So this was basically the two twins, Helmut and George Beethoven. They were basically squabbling because uh, I think Helmut was watching a video called Total Football. No, he no, he was he was basically the guy who was saying, "Oh, this is how you can play football," and blah 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 blah. And Helmut's making this video, 
and he's watching himself going, oh, yes, this is all 100% right. And he was saying that, oh, to his brother, who's like the striker, you can play well if you play like this and if you do it like this. And the whole team were all like, can you stop with this nonsense? And then he becomes like a big star when they go on tour in Japan. And everyone's like, oh, we love this guy. We love this guy. And he's not really concentrating on the team. He's worrying about making all this money from his, not DVD, but like video that's coming out and so on and so forth. And so the team devise a a kidnapping. And so they make believe that his twin brother's been kidnapped and he has 24 hours to save him. Otherwise, he's going to get it. And he's he's genuinely running around Tokyo thinking, oh, I've got to save my brother, I've got to save my brother. And then they all, in the end, were like, this is a way for us to get back together and to figure it out. And so he was like, oh, you guys did this on purpose. And he's like, oh, I should have let them, you know, kill you or whatever. And he's just like, oh, no, no, no really deep down i do love my uh my twin brother so that was quite a cute episode another one i watched was around the world in 90 minutes so they are on a navy boat because they've never played football on a, a navy boat before and so i think stavros was thinking oh if i can get the hurricanes to come onto my area of the water then I can claim the boat to be mine and the Hurricanes will be my team forever and so on and so forth. And so they're playing this game, not realizing that the boat is being navigated towards Stavros. And so they realize in the end what's going on and they manage to veer it back onto course. And they end up playing this really fun game on the boat making history as yeah the the first team ever to be playing on a navy boat escape to freedom was another good one that i watched it was Was that a thing of escape to victory probably (laughs) and so they're basically in south america because they're playing in a cup match and so there's a dictator who's in an island somewhere and he's basically he holds football players and football teams and he keeps them on their island and so they're being directed to the place where the dictator is and the dictator is like basically he's working i think for stavros because stavros is like oh i don't want this team to show up because obviously if they don't show up then they forfeit the match and yeah. they end up losing 3-0 automatically which i think that's the rules of the forfeit in football is that is that still the yeah, case so if you forfeit a game you lose 3-0 really yeah i, d- I didn't know that myself so yeah that's it rarely happens nowadays so and so yeah they're on this island with this dictator and so this dictator's like oh well if you guys play a match against my team then i will give you your freedom but if not you will stay here forever and ever and ever. And so they have to get ready to play this game. And then Amanda's like, oh, isn't that the German goalkeeper and the Brazilian striker? Cause, and then the manager's like, oh, no, 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 they died in a plane crash. But it's like, they didn't die in a plane crash. This dictator <laughs> he stole kept them. them on this island. And, and he basically <clears throat> told those two, oh, if you win this match, I will give you two your freedom. And so they thought, you know what? Let's just have a draw. If nobody wins, then we can all 
leave together. But obviously the dictator was like, because you guys played a six-all draw, none of you are going to leave. But they all end up tricking him and they all manage to get away. And then two of the henchmen were like, please take us with you. We don't want to stay in this island with this <laughs> crazy dictator anymore. And then they all happened to uh, leave. And the last episode I watched was Football Fugitives. So uh, this was where, let me get the names right. It was Cal and Napa. They're basically in Salisbury, England. Novichok. And <laughs> so they're all they're all out there, and they're thinking, "Oh, we're not going to get in trouble. We're not going to bump into anything." And they meet this mad scientist. Novichok scientist. I don't think it's a Novichok scientist, but uh, what's he doing in Salisbury then? I don't know. He was just there because he lives there for the crack. I don't know. <laughs> and so he's there, and he makes this time machine. And so they end up going back to Middle England in the 14th century and they have to play a football game to save the villagers and so Napa and Cal play this football game and they play really really well and they end up saving the day and they end up going back to Salisbury without Novichok and all of that and so yeah that was uh the last episode I watched of uh, the Hurricanes but um yeah I don't know it was just I don't think he aged well for me, particularly with the accents. Because obviously as a kid, I don't really care about any of that. I'm yeah. just thinking, oh, this is amazing. Yes, the Hurricanes won again. Somehow in the last minute, they scored three goals and won the game. Yay. Woo, woo, woo. But um, yeah, when I do think of the Hurricanes, it's, um, yeah, the accents bothered me. The names bothered me. The barefooted bothered me. I mean, one of the things that bothered me was the um, moral message at the end of each episode, which I guess is quite <laughs> cutesy, but like, make the most of now because you can change the future, but not the past. Uh, and the other one was, I didn't write the last one down, but the moral of the story was make your, you make your own luck. I think that's cute. I'm not mad at that. I no, think that's it's, cute. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's true to a degree. Why are you, why are you against that? No, it's not. It's not that. It's because it's when it's a bit like kind of. Do you know, like at the end of a Hitchcock movie, the whole plot is explained to you in case you missed the point, right? At the end of Psycho, the guy literally explains the entire plot just in case you missed it. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of a bit like it stops it dead and then smacks you in the face. It's like so. You're comparing the Hurricanes to Psycho. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, one thing I will say about Hurricanes is find me a better intro. It's so cool, man. I'll fade your mic down. <laughs> I'll boost it in post. But yeah, I like the Hurricanes theme song. Yeah. A champion spirit here to stay with a hurricane. Yeah, it like just takes me back to my childhood, that does. Yeah, it's great fun. It just, yeah, definitely yeah, it takes me back. And uh, yeah, and on that on that note, uh, we now have to choose for the first time in 2020. Who are you going for? Um, although I, I wasn't a huge fan of the Hurricanes, um... A very linear storyline, again, but very straightforward, no kind of thing. But 
because I have to connect more with hurricanes automatically, it has to be them. Oh, okay. Um, you know what? I'm going to go in my heart. I'm going to go with the hurricanes. Because obviously it was my childhood. I had the merch. I can't go against the hurricanes. I think I have to pick the hurricanes. So, uh, yay! First Storm ones are unanimous. coming to you today. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, the hurricanes. So, yeah. Right, the main event time, and uh, it's September again. I'm, I'm actually sick of this month now. And uh, <laughs> some of the things happening in September 1991 again was the United States re-recognizing the independence of Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. And the US government reopens embassies there. Leningrad was renamed St. Petersburg. The Huntington Library makes the Dead Sea Scrolls available to the public for the very first time. Necessary Roughness in the cinemas and still number one at this time was Everything I Do, I Do It For You. Brian Adams. Adams. Brian Adams. Wow, you actually know this. I do like a bit of Brian Adams, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> And so we go on to Pro Stars, which was basically three famous and popular professional athletes from the 80s and the 90s. And they are starring as fictional superhero characters. You've got Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson. Now, do any of those names mean anything to you? Um, of course, Michael Jordan. Like Michael Jordan was like a bit of a... It was like massive when I was at school in years like three, four. When did Space Jam come out? About 96, wasn't it? Yeah, so around just before and like that kind of time, Michael Jordan and basketball kind of was like very like cool for yeah, us um, yeah. in our tiny little village in the middle of the countryside. <laughs> um, but yeah, Michael Jordan for sure. But not Wayne Gretzky. No, I, I didn't know. Jackson. I still don't know who Wayne Gretzky is. Okay, so I, I wrote a little thing about each of them. So uh, you had uh, Michael Jordan. Chicago who, Bulls. Yeah, so apparently it says on the NBA website, and I quote, by acclamation, Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. I know he did a lot for the sport in terms of the popularity. Yeah, he, he, he did. And obviously he's got like a massive legacy and he's got like... Was he in whole... Flubber? I don't remember. Were they the ones because they put it on their feet, right? I'm not sure if it yeah, was a I don't. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't remember if he was um, on on Flubber, but I do. I'll fact check that whilst you uh, do the. I mean, yeah, you can, but yeah, he was born in February 1963 in Brooklyn, and you know some of the uh, achievements he won six championships with the Chicago Bulls, played 15 seasons in the NBA, he was six-time Finals MVP, five-time season MVP he was 10 time NBA scoring leader 14 time NBA all-star 11 time all NBA team nine time all defensive first team NBA rookie of the year and obviously the number 23 jersey was retired by the Chicago Bulls and Miami Heat and obviously he had a little foray into baseball because he said that he sort of fell out of love with uh, basketball at one point 
but he actually went back to the NBA because I don't think baseball worked out for him. And obviously the Jordans is like a famous brand in and of itself. And I think he owns the Charlotte Hornets. I think the basketball team is Charlotte. I think he's like the one of the owners there. Wayne Gretzky, who was born in January 1961 in Brantford, Ontario. He played 20 seasons in the National Hockey League and he was nicknamed the Great One. He holds records in the NHL, some of them actually to this day. He's got 40 regular season records, 15 playoff records, six all-star records, won the Stanley Cup four times in 1984, 85, 87, and 88. And he holds a record for the most MVP awards of any player in North American professional sports. I think when he was traded to... I want to say Sacramento or San Francisco, that caused such a big uproar because I think he's playing for the Edmonton Oilers. And obviously he was like a big hero in Canada and then he just yeah. gets drafted. And it's just like, why do you want to go and do that? And then obviously you got the two-sport Bo Jackson. He played NFL and he played Major League Baseball. He was born in 1962, November in Bessemer, Alabama, and he's the only professional athlete in history to be named All-Star in both baseball and football. He played college football and won the Heisman Trophy. He was initially the first round draft pick in the 1986 NFL draft, but he wanted to play baseball more. And so I think the Buccaneers were like, fine, you can go away, whatever. And then he played for the Kansas City Royals in Major League Baseball. But then he went back and played for the Los Angeles Raiders for about three years in the NFL. He appeared in the Pro Bowl. He actually did pretty well as a, a running back. Now, I think he got like a hip injury, which kind of stopped his NFL career. And he continued playing baseball for, as I was saying, the Chicago City Royals the Chicago White Sox and the California Angels. And he's got, you know, his expression, which is Bo Nose. So that's like his famous kind of thing. And he did a uh, music video with Bo Diddley, who's like a famous music writer. And I think that's where the expression, you don't know Diddley comes from. You know, when they Diddley say, Squat. Oh, yeah, I think that's where that may uh, came from. And then obviously... These three were like the pinnacle of four of the four major American professional sports in the 80s and the 90s. So you've got hockey, American football, baseball and basketball. They're like the the four. Yeah. Like the Mount Rushmore, if you want, of professional sports in uh, America. And uh, so that's why they basically picked those three because you couldn't pick anybody else really. To 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 be a part of that, and uh, one one thing I actually noticed about this was in the intro of every pro star episode, there'd be a bit where like the pro stars would kind of talk at, about what the episode's going to be about. So it's really them in real life, yeah. and they're talking about what the episode's about. Sometimes you get like little kids asking them questions, and it was funny that Michael Jordan was rarely in them. 
Oh yeah, it's always um, Bowen. Bowen. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, and Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. Did you know, yeah, because I was watching that, and when I was doing my research, the notes gives me the impression that they do do that. Is that because um, he was too expensive? No, because I just think he was just aloof and very secluded. Apparently, he's not a personable person, Michael Jordan. Really. Yeah, the, you, you, you. Which is a shame because so many people look up to him. Yeah, he's he's like an icon. Like obviously, people still think he's the greatest of all time. Either yeah. him or LeBron. That's the the argument for like basketball. Who's the best ever? Some will say Jordan. Some will say LeBron. Definitely not that guy that was like really expensive and then broke his ankle in his first jump in his first game. Who, was that like a couple of that? seasons ago? That big tall white guy. He was, had like green trainers on, I think. I've, I've it did like it was in his. It was really expensive, and literally in his first jump, he came down and broke his ankle. No, but what? Yeah, like the thing was, yeah, he was. Um, I don't know. You just got that the fact that he was very stoic, very, yeah. very aloof, very. I don't really want to get involved or nothing. But um, I, d- I did like the idea of of, of pro stars because obviously you. Um, it's just basically all three of them, and they all have to use their skills to uh, save the day. Gordon Hayward. That was him. I have no idea. And funnily enough, the, the they weren't voiced by... So Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, and Bo Jackson didn't do the voices of their own. No, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, so Michael Jordan was voiced by Dorian Hayward. Wayne Gretzky was voiced by Townsend Coleman. And Bo Jackson was voiced by Dave Fenoy. And obviously you had Mom, who was voiced by Susan Silo. And you had Denise, who was voiced by Diana Barrows. And they were basically the, the main sort of characters of, of, of the piece. And obviously every episode they have to uh, try and save the day. And they have to try and, uh, try and figure out what the villain of the piece is often doing and what the the villain the bad guy is uh is up to and did you actually watch any episodes of this yeah, yeah i did so i watched two um i watched a mu- there was one i think it might have been the the pilot the slugger returns i think it was the, the museum creator he gets kidnapped and then his yeah. son gets yeah, yeah then, that's the first but that one. was kind of a lure yeah uh and then they end up playing a uh, what did they end up doing? Although they end up saving the day because the mad scientist, Clockwork oh, Dolorange, I love that name. And they end up getting like, it was kind of like a James Bond episode, wasn't it, of all yeah. the gadgets? Yeah. Uh, then I watched one about a basketball tournament in Chicago where um, Michael Jordan's team, um, so a player that Michael Jordan used to play with asked for his help. He said, listen, this place is going down. I need some help. Was um, it Scotty Pippin? I don't know, about a tournament. And they went to the play the, the Kind of was it Dennis Rodman? I don't know. Alan Iverson. Uh, you can say any name right now. And no, I but they're the teammates of him. Oh, the Chicago Bulls. Oh, I don't know. Um, it was. I've just lost my notes. Oh no, I haven't. Um, I, I didn't write down who it was. I just can't. I can't remember. He was dressed in a suit, and that's all I know. Did, w- did he look really flamboyant? Yeah, but did he have like big earrings and what have you? I can't remember. It might be Dennis Rodman then, because obviously Dennis Rodman had like a, like one of those like pierced earrings. He had like yeah. a pierced 
lip or tongue or whatever you do. And- oh, I don't know about that. But anyway, he asked for his help and they had to go play a tournament and these people were like the winners and it ended up being like you kind of needed, like there's, like, there's a kid in a wheelchair yeah, and there was like uh, some other people and they kind of needed everyone's help yeah. to win the match. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and the little kid in the wheelchair, you know, lost all his self-confidence and then Michael Jordan hurt his ankle and then he had to get in a wheelchair and it was a guy in the wheel the kid in the wheelchair that was helping Michael get the confidence to, to, yeah, to do what yeah. he needed to do to win yeah um, that was the episode's point <laughs> yeah so yeah I watched the uh, the Saga Returns and the other one I watched was Short John's Revenge so there's like a, a pirate supervillain called Short John Silver <laughs> not Long John Silver so he he sails into a Caribbean island he basically takes the inhabitants prisoner yeah. and he steals the ancient pirate treasure that obviously the the islanders had discovered and they were going to use that to build their own school. And uh, the pro stars come and save the day by uh, getting rid of the pirate supervillain and managing to uh, get back all the money that was stolen. And they managed to... Uh, then build school for for the kids. And obviously they were saying that before playtime, you've got to go to school and learn and be very, very good and smart and, and whatnot. I mean, there isn't there isn't a great deal too much to say about Pro Stars. The reason why I chose that to be a special was because you can't really talk about Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson without really talking about their impact and how iconic they were to Americans in particular and Canadians man you can't talk about sports in Canada and not mention Wayne Gretzky and just kind of put him put him towards the side yeah so I think yeah that's part part partly part the reason why I did that but um the interesting thing about pro stars yeah was that I don't know you're meant to be. You're 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 under the impression that Michael Jordan is very part of it, but yeah, everything that I saw and everything that I watched, he's more of a tokenistic. Suggests, um, yeah, suggests to me that he had very little or no involvement. Yeah, with, little or no involvement, but I bet he took a lot of cash for it. I can't imagine they would have made a great deal of money from this. No, they didn't Project. make any money because they gave it all to Michael Jordan. They wouldn't be able to use his name without a license. Presumably, he's been trademarked <laughs> up to the eyeballs. Right? I don't know. I him, mean... the Chicago Bulls, everything about him. Basketball. I mean, they could have called him like Michael Gordon. Got Jordans, aren't they? Um, so... But do you know one thing I noticed about all three shows this week was that a woman was at the helm every, every uh, show. Yeah. A woman was in charge of every single... Uh, that is true. That is very, very, very true. And uh, yeah, I mean, Pro Stars, I, 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 I liked it. It was, it was very, very cute, very fun. And uh, yeah, good job, guys. Good job. And uh, just want to say before we end, that there were quite a few people who got back to me with their Hannah and Barbera faves. So uh, Thomas Meehan sent me his list, which was basically Scooby-Doo, Where Are You, and the Powerpuff Girls. I don't know if the Powerpuff Girls count. I wasn't allowed to have Dexter's Laboratory. 
Yeah, and Josie and the Pussycats for me. But um, And then the other ones were Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, Scooby-Doo and the Witch's Ghost, Scooby-Doo and the Alien Invaders, and Scooby-Doo and the Cyberchase. So, Scooby-Doo fan? You don't say. <laughs> and uh, we had another one um, from Abby. And her ones was Wacky Races. Classic. Darcy and Muttley and their flying machines. Yogi Bear, Top Cat and the Flintstones. And a special mention for Hong Kong Fooey. That's like basically both of our top Pretty five. Pretty much, last yeah. Week. Yeah, so uh, thank you for sending those to me. I appreciate that. And yeah, like I said, listener, if you want to send your top five Hannah and Barbera, you can send that to me on, on the socials. And we will read it out on the pod whenever we get them. So, uh, yeah, do uh, do send those to us. And, uh, yeah, I think that would be a good place to end. And uh, if you want to listen to Yesterday's Capers, we are available wherever you get your podcast from. So uh, give us a listen, give us a subscribe, like, share, follow, comment, because I want to read all the comments. We're on Instagram at Yesterday's Capers One, on Twitter at Yesterday Capers, and you can follow me on Instagram at Abdullah underscore Molim. On Twitter, it's Abdullah Molim, all one word. Give me a follow. You could send all your messages and everything all on there. And uh, yeah, that's it. Join us next week for another episode of Yesterday's Capers. <laughs>